Welcome to another episode of Splice Together. I'm Harper. That's the last time you put a knife at me. Hear me? And I'm Michelle. Hello! <laughs> and today, we're celebrating dads. Dad day. Dads. Dad dads. <laughs> so, uh, Father's Day, depending on when this comes out, will have either just happened, probably will have just happened. <laughs> um <laughs> So we wanted to talk about some dad stuff. So before we get into some specific movies, which we're going to talk about our favorite dads in movies, before we get into that, though, we're going to do our little mini segment, and we're going to talk about our dads and movies. So uh, you want to go first? We're just going to talk about like movies that like our dads showed us when we were kids or like movies that our dads really like. Well, we know you have like, the best stories of movies your dad showed you uh, yeah, <laughs> being too uh, too young to see some stuff. Uh, but for me, I feel like most of the stuff I watched with my dad was sci-fi or war-related, yeah. which did influence me a bit, I think. So the, there's a few that stick out probably the most. The main being The Fifth Element. Oh, I feel great. like we watch that a lot. Yeah. And it's awesome. And I love it still. Um, but I do remember like, our, <laughs> I don't know why my dad thought this was a good idea. Just because like, I feel like me and my sister couldn't have been more than maybe like 10. And he took us to see, um, darn it. Now I'm forgetting. It was a war movie, but it wasn't like an actual war movie. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember now. Behind the uh, enemy lines. No, the en- enemy at the gate. It was like War and Peace or something, but it wasn't. War and Peace. <laughs> I don't think that's an actual movie. It was like one of those boring political war movies. Yeah. Or like The Lord of War or something. Huh. I just remember thinking this was so boring. Yeah. Like Masters and Commanders. Oh, man. Not made that's, for children. No, that <laughs> should be rated D for dad. Yeah. Um... But yeah, my family's kind of weird. We just watched a lot of crap. <laughs> so, yeah. A lot of stuff all the time. But I do think most of my sci-fi stuff comes from my dad. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about other sci-fi movies we watched. But now I can't remember. Well, I'm not prepared Star- at Stargate. all. Stargate. Yeah, Stargate was one. You showed me Stargate. You're like, oh, it's this movie I I used to watch my dad. And I was like, wow, I don't get this. (laughs) It's just a wormhole. just guys in... Travel gate. Cool, wormhole. (laughs) Except it's just dudes in fake Egypt. Well, they came through the wormhole to make the pyramids. It's just like, wow, we have a wormhole that could go anywhere. And it goes to an Egypt-themed planet. That reminds (laughs) me, though, we definitely went and saw Battlefield Earth. Oh, boy. Um... Yeah, that was another great movie. Starship Troopers seems like a your dad. I don't think I saw that one. 
He definitely watched it, but I don't think I did. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? Uh, Well, yeah, as you alluded, uh, (laughs) Dad showed us Kendall and I movies when we were way too young, frequently. Yeah. Um, The Shining, Clockwork Orange. I was probably 10 years old when we watched Clockwork Orange, and Dad had to fast forward (laughs) through the already fast forwarded threesome scene. Yeah. Um, And... uh, Brazil was one that like gave me nightmares as a kid. He <laughs> took us to see the X Files movie, which also gave me nightmares for like a week. Yeah, Exorcist. I sat. Kendall watched, and I sat on the couch with my eyes closed, like turned away from the TV the whole time. <laughs> um, so yeah, Dad is definitely uh, the, and and also we just we just used to go to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video every Friday night um, for the weekend, and we'd rent. Uh, couple movies every weekend so we'd always rent stuff good and bad classics and ridiculous stuff yeah um so and yeah and i another funny dad movie memory i remember he took us to see um uh bad santa <laughs> and i don't i don't know when that came out so i don't know how old we were but i mean we were definitely under 17 yeah uh kendall especially and i remember walking out of the movie in the parking lot dad goes they can torture me. They can put bamboo shoots under my fingernails. I will never admit to taking you two to this movie. Um, We've seen another awkward movie with your dad. I've too. seen lots of awkward movies. Sausage dad. Party. That, that was, was dad's idea. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've been to the movies more recently with your dad than mine because he's refused to go to the movie theater. But we saw uh, The Fall with yeah. your dad. I mean, pretty relatively recently, we saw uh, um, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah, right before things shut down, we went to see that <laughs> with him. Uh, yeah, but oh, and you didn't mention the time that we saw a movie with your dad in a theater. Yeah, back when we started dating, my dad had to chaperone our first movie date. Yeah. Well, first official to them. They didn't know. Yeah, they- <laughs> <laughs> and it was V for Vendetta. So Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Up his alley, too. That's when I discovered your dad was a big old nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, now all he does is just watch anime, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, and my dad's favorite movies, he always says his favorite movie of all time is Wizard of Oz. He's, like, obsessed with Wizard of Oz. Um, but I don't know. Dad likes a lot of stuff. Um, I movie. have no idea what my dad's favorite movies are. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Dad, My dad's movie tastes are pretty all over the place. He likes a lot of stuff, so. I mean, yeah, my dad's... I mean, now it's anime, but I would say it's like sci-fi, war movies, action movies. Your dad, it seems like weird, artsy, surreal movies. Yeah. <laughs> Stop animation movies. <laughs> yeah, dad loves stuff like and child like kids movies. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely really into that stuff. Um, yeah. Do so you think your dad's influences came off in anything you watched oh, or sure. did it do the opposite? No, I know no. you, you always talk about how you guys wanted to watch horror movies and you were like too scared. No, I think that played a big role in it. I, I, yeah, I don't know exactly how that all psychologically worked out. But yeah, I was terrified of that stuff as a kid and was annoyed that we had to watch it all the time. Oh, I remembered another one. When Mars Attacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you always call it When Mars Attacks. Isn't it? It's just Mars Attacks. <laughs> I think 
guess when Mars it's attacks. Definitely just Mars attacks. When we've had this Mars discussion. Attacks. I think we've had this discussion on the podcast before. I think that's a uh, a thing. Uh, Mandela effect. Yeah, Bernstein bears. Just for you though. I've never. I've never. <laughs> it's heard that definitely before. when Mars attacks. No, nope. even the the card game that it's. Based I mean, off I'm looking it up, and attack. you're right, but. <laughs> I def maybe there was an early poster where it said when mm. Mars attacks, mm. <laughs> or is it based like on a it's comic on a called card, when on a Topps card game when Mars attacks card game called Mars attacks when <laughs> Mars attacks. Uh huh. Anyways, I think we watched Independence Day oh, a lot. As that's well. one thing our dads, alien movies and yeah, <laughs> that's one thing our dads had in common. My dad also really liked Fifth Element. We definitely watched that yeah. when I was relatively well, young. it's a great sci-fi movie it is good it's a great uh <laughs> entry-level sci-fi movie too because it's just a lot you can watch it without really knowing what's going on and it's still a lot of fun yeah um but yeah i guess that's an intro to our dads want to meet that day <laughs> um yeah so shall we move into our main well we didn't do a mom mini segment well next maybe just come <laughs> yeah i didn't think of this until pretty recently yeah. so maybe next year we'll do a mother's day episode because <laughs> we have not done that yet that would be fun i would like that no, my mom just likes Korean dramas. Yeah, she's big into, <laughs> what was that, Goblin? Is that what we bought her? Yeah. And she wants subs, not dubs. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. My mom watches everything Whatever on we TV. tell her to watch. <laughs> and we probably go to the movies with your mom the most out of all our parents. Na- now, for sure, yeah. We've gone to the movie with mom a lot in the last couple of years. And also... Uh, um. When anytime mom flies, she watches like 18 movies on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we flew to Greece, she just watched like six movies back to back because Kendall fell asleep right away yeah. and she couldn't get out. <laughs> so she's like, about right. this is my life. <laughs> Mom's walking up and down the aisles with her, without her shoes on. Yeah. My mom used to take us to the, the dollar theater and like the cheap discount movies all the time. But I don't think it was because she wanted to see movies. I think she just she wanted to get out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> And so we'd sneak in all our snacks and stuff. Mom definitely, well, we're getting out into a Mother's Day yeah. territory, but mom definitely snuck uh, me and Brandon into lots of our movies. Ugh, you were those people yeah, where the mom would and, duck in and then duck out. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, look how I turned out. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, cool. So best dads in movies? Well, okay. Is, and, there, a, is there a thing? What? No! <laughs> <laughs> really? I, uh, uh, and I should clarify, it's not best dads, because not all these are like the best like father figures necessarily, but there are favorite dads for reasons we'll go into for each one, right? Sure. All right. You want to go first or should I? Uh, I'll start. Okay. So first up, one of my, my top dad picks, I'm going to pick Mr. Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. I'm just going to get it out of the way because I talk about this movie so much, but I think he is, he's like the typical dad who was, has too many daughters. And so he tries to stay away from everybody as much as possible. But when it counts, he's there to offer wisdom and make sure that his favorite daughter is gonna, not going to marry some weirdo. Is it Joe? Joe Bennett? I don't know. No. Mr. Bennett. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I like the uh, the ending and when he's like, I won't speak to you if you marry this man and, and your mother won't speak to you or something. Um, when she's like, 
you can't force me to marry my cousin. And he's like, you're right. <laughs> and then it's like a great father daughter moment. I was hearing him like crying in that one scene. Yeah. The end, he's got some powerful Mr. Sad. Bennett tears. Cause yeah. he's like, if anybody else wants to marry my daughter, send them in. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so he's like the solid dad figure. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. He's solid. He's not totally involved. He's not into the matchmaking, but he is going to make sure that his daughters don't make a huge mistake. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. That's a good pick. Apparently not. I just said that was a good pick. When I made this list, I was like, really? These people? This is who you want? For one or two of yours, yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> well, so weird. We'll see. You'll probably say the same about some of mine. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to do mine a little out of order because I'm going to save my favorite one for last, I think. All right. I'm the one a, that we both agreed on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Let's go with uh, Ethan Hawke in Boyhood. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves Ethan Hawke. Oh, wait. I did the wrong one. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They both apply. Yeah. Um, whenever, whenever Ethan Hawke is playing a dad, he's the best dad. <laughs> I think this one is an interesting one because on the surface, you'd be like, well, no, he's not a good dad. He's the deadbeat dad. Yeah. He the whole point is. of the movie is that. He only sees his kid every once in a while, and his son, his kids are always bouncing from stepdad to stepdad. Yeah, who are all t- who are all universally terrible. Yes, um, but it's uh, it's interesting because yes, he's not like the most involved dad, but also every time he's there, it's like a very meaningful part of his son's life. Um, like he takes him camping, and they talk about girls, and they talk about baseball, and uh, I, when one of the lists I, I saw that this one was on, they said like. It, the coolest thing he does in the movie is he gives his son a mixtape of all the Beatles best side project songs. And I yeah. was like, we just kind of <laughs> did that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always remember just the, those scenes. Those are my favorite parts of boyhood are the scenes with Ethan Hawke. Like when they're at the bowling alley and when they do the camping trip and when he comes to his graduation and stuff like those are, he's just yeah. a really, uh, He's, I mean, Ethan Hawke just seems like the super nicest, cool guy in general anyways. Yeah, um, but now that we're, I'm thinking about it, like, does he ever actually play a really good dad? Because before midnight and before sunrise, he uh, abandons his other family. True that, true. <laughs> it's true. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, you goof. <laughs> um but yeah, so that was that was one of the first ones I thought of for sure because I always remember those scenes in Boyhood are really, really great like father son moments. Yeah, throughout the movie. Um, so I'm gonna pick one. I'm gonna go with Gong Yu from Train to Busan, played by Seok Wu. And so this dad, he's a little different because he also. It doesn't seem at first like he's the best dad because his he's daughter doesn't, yeah, doesn't want any, doesn't want to hang out with him, doesn't want to visit with him, wants to go be with her mother because her mother pays attention and he's all focused on business. Yeah, stuff. yeah, he's a business dad. But then when the end of the world happens, it becomes totally focused on like I got to get my daughter out of here and keep her safe and all this other stuff. And he is trying to get her back to his, his her mother, so at least he can accept that he's yeah. not the one. <laughs> it's definitely a over the course of the movie. That's the arc is like he becomes like a selfless, caring father yeah. over the course of the movie, um, going all the way up to the climax where crazy stuff happens that I don't want to spoil. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's definitely a great 
becomes a great dad in in time of crisis. <laughs> he becomes a very good dad. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right. So I'm going to go with Royal Tenenbaum from the Royal Tenenbaums. Definitely an odd choice. Okay, hear me out on this one. <laughs> Another one who has, for his whole life, been a pretty terrible dad. I like... <laughs> I love the scene in the beginning when he's at Margot's play and she's like, what did you think? And he's like, it's just a bunch of animals. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's like so super dismissive of it. Yeah. But the whole point of the movie is that like, you know, he finally decides to become a good dad, like in his last couple months. It takes like 60 years though. (laughs) Yeah. But like the, you know, over the course of the movie, he like gets to know his kids and his grandkids and does all this super fun stuff. Takes, uh, he might be a better grandfather. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But even by the end, you know, he's had like little uh, important heart-to-hearts with all of his kids that affect what's going on with all their lives because they're all a mess. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other um, Wes Anderson films, if the, any of the other dads are good. Well, there's a we have a book about Wes Anderson movies that's called Bad Dads. <laughs> so I'm, maybe not. I'm guessing not. <laughs> And Ben Stiller in this movie is too over the top. I mean, he's too overprotective. Yeah, yeah. So, like, his intentions are good, but he's really stifling them as children. Yeah. Uh, I don't really remember Moonrise Kingdom that much. I don't know if there's a dad in that. I don't know either. Uh, Grand Budapest, you could say he's a father figure. Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, yeah. Rafe Fiennes. Rafe. Um... I like the dad. I actually almost thought about putting the dad from Rushmore, except that there's not much to that character, but he is the barber. the dad in Rushmore. His oh. dad's the barber, you oh, know, yeah. and he tells everybody he's like a <laughs> brain surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, it's funny. A lot of people make that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I can't think of any other Wes Anderson dads. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I love Royal Ten of Moms. And I think it's, it's a really fun one about a dad, like, uh, making amends basically. Yeah. And kind of finally becoming a good dad at the very end there. Um, so my next pick is one from Moonlight played by Mahersha Allah Ali. And he is not the kid's father, but he plays a important role as a father figure. Yeah, definitely. And sort of takes him under his wing, makes sure that he's fed, makes sure that he's being taken care of, even checks in on like his home life and just allows him to like actually experience some positive things, even though if he's like he's drug dealer, but he's given back. So who cares? <laughs> he's a drug dealer with a heart of gold. Basically. Um, I can't remember like how they wrap up his story in the movie though. Do he definitely is he dies in between two of the yeah segments, but I don't remember. I can't remember exactly if what they happens. have like a. I know he goes back and visits with um Janelle Monae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. It's been a little while since we've watched. It. I don't remember exactly how his story ends. I think he just disappears from one to the next, and it's because he died. But I don't remember how. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. That's a really good one. I think he's a he's a very uh, admirable father figure for uh, for the main character. 
Yeah, because, I mean, the whole movie, he's missing a father figure. And yeah. he has such a rough life. He needs some sort of constant, like, stability. And that's what Mahershala Ali brings. Yeah, and he get, there's, like, a whole speech, too, isn't there, where he, like, talks about how, like, it's okay to be different and, yeah, you know, all that. Like, and he takes him Very swimming accepting. in the ocean yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, all right, so I'm going to go for one that is definitely a very good dad by any <laughs> stretch, and that's Sam Perlman in Call Me By Your Name, played by Michael Stuhlbarg. Boy, he Michael really Stuhlbarg could have shown up like two or three times <laughs> on this list. Um, so it's funny because I remember when we saw first saw the movie, he's like barely in the movie. He really is, For yeah. most of it. <laughs> like he just pops up here and there, and they go on that one trip to like, the beach where they're like pulling up like sunken statues or whatever. But then he's in like the second to last scene of the movie. He has a monologue. That's like the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, I I read over it just now. I don't don't like read it on the podcast, but it's basically all about how like, look, every time you get your heart broken, like the instinct for yourself and like the instinct for a parent is to tell your kid to like, get over it, move on you know, don't, don't feel that pain anymore, but he's like, you should feel everything because you don't want to give a little piece of yourself away so that when you, the next relationship you start, you have a little less of yourself. It's it's very like super poignant, very, um, tender speech, um, to his son. That's like, just like incredibly meaningful. It's probably the best part of the movie. Yeah, I think when we all saw it and like I saw reviews on Letterboxd and stuff right after it came out, everyone was talking about that scene. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so emotional. <laughs> perfect, perfect little monologue from him. And because he like kind of is very accepting because it's like what in the 80s of his yeah. son being gay and like kind of acknowledging it. Like you have these opportunities and you should go explore these relationships and stuff. Yeah kind of hinting like he wanted to (laughs) yeah i think so too yeah i think there's some some insinuation that maybe he's had yeah had to hide himself too yeah um but yeah it's super it's super poignant it'll it'll make you cry every time for sure and especially now that we know army hammer is a cannibal weirdo i hate that it ruins that movie now (laughs) well now just watch this scene instead of the whole movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) like why'd army hammer have to be in this (laughs) yeah it's too bad what you got? Well, apparently this one is a, a debate, but I'm going with Dean. Well, the, go ahead. <laughs> Dean Pereira from Blue Valentine, played by Ryan Gosling. So I thought of this movie because the whole movie is set up kind of a, how he is an awful husband. Yes. That but, was why I first was like, yeah, what? But I think he is a great dad because like he's dating Michelle Williams' character. She's already pregnant. He's like, I'm all in. Let's raise, have a family. Let's do this. And then pretty much all the interactions between him and his daughter is just like fun, imagination. Let's explore the whole world together and all this great stuff. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I don't really remember the the stuff with the daughter specifically. He's like playing piano with her and stuff. Uh... I I always remember the fireworks scene. Yeah, the ending of the movie is the best part, the best main thing I remember. Um, really well. But just like, and then it just becomes obvious, like as their marriage is falling apart, that he can't deal with it because he doesn't want to lose his daughter. And like, that's why he's so upset 
over it beyond just the marriage falling apart. And he's like, you can't take her away. (laughs) And we're spoiling the movie a little bit by saying that like, it's not his daughter, but like, yeah, that is kind of, that is what makes him such a great dad is because yeah, it's the whole movie is jumping back and forth seeing like present day and the past when they met. And like, you're like, man, what went sour? Cause like in the past they're like super in love. And then in the present they like despise each other and it's awful. It's super tense. And it's like, yeah, well, they they don't real they're not really a good match, but he didn't want to leave her alone with this kid. Yeah. So yeah. No, I do think that's a good pick. Um, I just didn't think about it because yeah, he's a terrible, <laughs> terrible husband. Yeah. And not a very nice guy <laughs> in general in the movie. Uh, no, in the present day. He's anyways. definitely like a rough character who despite that though, seems like a pretty awesome dad because yeah. like I think um, like they, their dog goes missing too. That kind of spurs a whole side thing. And he's like, Oh yeah. How are we going to like explain this to our, or he goes out searching for their dog for like hours. So his daughter won't be upset anymore. Yeah. Stuff like that. Good pick. You go Ryan Gosling. I don't think, has he ever played a dad in any other movies? Uh, he played the jinx guy, right? Um, He's not a dad. No. First man, he's probably has kids. Yeah, I think he has kids in first man. <laughs> I like barely remember that movie. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He mostly just saves jazz and I stuff guess like that. In Drive, he kind of yeah, becomes a, a father figure yeah. to Michelle Williams. That's Is it true. Michelle Williams or Carrie Mulligan? It's Carrie Mulligan in both, isn't it? No, it's Michelle Williams in Blue Valentine. Oh, it's Carrie Mulligan in Drive for yeah. sure. I get for the, her, they, her they, they look so alike to me. I get them mixed up a lot. Or her son? I don't. Know. The, I mean, yeah, they're exactly the same person. <laughs> well, and you know what's crazy? <laughs> Do you remember who her husband is in Drive? It's Oscar Isaac, yeah, right? He's like super yeah. young. He doesn't even look like him. Yeah, he's playing like a Mexican guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and whereas we all know that Oscar Isaac is indeterminately non-white. <laughs> That is from the Middle East, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I'm remember. Gonna, where is Oscar Isaac from? <laughs> Let's find out right now. We're going to settle this once and for all. Oscar Isaac um, says he's American. Yeah, there he Boo. is. <laughs> yeah, he was raised in Miami. But he, play, <laughs> but he plays characters that are well, like yeah. Egyptian and yeah. Greek and... <laughs> Uh, remember we saw that movie where he's like a revolutionary in like, uh, Iran or something. <laughs> it's like, I thought he, he played plays. some, like some religious Palestinian yeah. figure. Well, that it wasn't that, that movie he shows where dong, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> he's got a, yeah. Interesting. Uh, interesting life. <laughs> Anyways, we were way off, way afield there. Uh, all right. Oh, so wait, this says Guatemala. I don't know. Yes, I think that's where his parent his parents, parents are from, are from Guatemala, Guatemala but that. raised in Miami. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, so my next one is going to be might need explanation, but I'll give you a clue. <laughs> no! <laughs> so if you don't know. It's Ray Peterson from the Burbs, a.k.a. Tom Hanks. This one you're going to have to explain. <laughs> okay. This one has nothing to do with his parenting skills because he's not... I mean, I, he may not be a good or bad dad. He, he doesn't really get shown doing any actual parenting in the movie, really. But I think this one is a quintessential goofy dad. 
He's the most of, stereotypical dad figure, yes. probably since Mr. Mom. Yes. <laughs> um, in that, yeah, he's just like, you know, taking work off, but all he wants to do is drink beer and watch baseball and complains about like mowing the lawn. Talk about his tools, tools. Yeah. tools in the garage. And, uh, yeah. And just getting like obsessed with the neighbors and all that stuff. And yeah. what, you know, here, quintessential dad thing here. It ties directly into my dad. This dad is obsessed with naps. He really wants to, <laughs> he just wants to get some sleep. Yeah. Just try to Can he watches Jeopardy. Yeah. Doesn't he watch like the History Channel at some point? Perhaps. About Nazis or something. Maybe. <laughs> the Incubus, the Succubus. Uh, yeah. So I just, I picked him because he is a quintessential movie dad, not because he's like a good dad father figure by any stretch. Uh, but he's a very funny and very, uh, I, I don't know. You definitely see a lot of shades of, of most people's dads in this dad. Yeah. And it's weird because you th- would feel like Tom Hanks plays a dad all the time. But like, I don't know if he does. Uh, like I'm looking through his. In Seattle. I guess that's probably the most where he is an actual dad. <laughs> I mean, he's been in so many movies. There's got to be plenty. I'm going through the list. I don't see like anything. He's always just like single or detective <laughs> or detective doesn't he have a kid in road to perdition i don't remember i think so there is a little child movie. on the poster so maybe yeah other than sleepless in seattle on the burbs i guess maybe apollo 13 Pro- probably might have kids <laughs> um not the da vinci code bridge of spies terminal i think he has he might have a kid in bridge of spies he definitely has a wife in cast there. away he doesn't Green Mile probably doesn't. Unless you count Wilson. Forrest Gump, he does get a kid. <laughs> yeah, a little, little, uh, little kid Osmond. shows up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not the point of the movie until the, like, the very end. <laughs> and then he just does voice acting. So Yeah, Woody doesn't have kids yet. Wait till Toy Story 5. <laughs> but hasn't Tom Hanks played a movie with his real son? Colin Hanks? Yeah. I'd be surprised if they haven't been in a movie together at this point. I don't think we've only seen Colin Hanks in like, I mostly remember him in Dexter, but I know he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in so many of those like early 2000 comedies, like uh, Orange County. Oh man, I forgot about that. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah. Enough about Tom Hanks, I guess. Uh, so my next pick is weird. It's an animated movie. I picked Marlin from Finding Nemo, played by Albert Brooks. This is not a weird choice because it showed up on a lot of the lists I was looking at when I was well, doing research. But. The whole movie, it's a father-son relationship and it, the whole like character arc between them and their relationship changes because it's kind of like taken. So it's like Liam Neeson <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where his, his son is taken and lost at sea and he has goes on a mission to try and find him. Um, and along the way he learns to let go of his controlling craziness because his wife, died. Oh yeah, he's a lot like uh, Ben Stiller in Royal Tenant Moms, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly like that. Because his wife died and their uh, Nemo, their son, like has a, a little fin. So yeah. he's like, I have to protect him. He can't take care of himself. I have to do this and all this other stuff. So he's just scared constantly until the end of the movie where he learns to let go 
because stupid Ellen Der- <laughs> what's her name? Ellen DeGeneres, stupid character. Why does she have to ruin Finding Nemo? <laughs> well, I never teaches him. I would to have never go. guessed that we'd all learn to hate Ellen DeGeneres, but well, here we are. Who knew? Here we are. She was a psycho <laughs> and against workers' rights. <laughs> that the truth. So you don't like Finding Nemo, right? I don't dislike it. I just don't have like fond memory. Like it doesn't stand out among, like when I think about it, I'm always a little surprised that it's a Pixar movie and not a DreamWorks movie. It's a really good Pixar movie though. I feel like you should give it another chance. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe it's just because I feel like sometimes when they make these sequels like Finding Dory and like Cars I'm never watching too, that, but like, yeah. That kind of waters down the original a little bit in my head. Yeah, I think you could just watch the first mm, be totally fine. It doesn't need to continue on after that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a rewatch sometime. Also, I feel like this was I've only seen it once. One of their early ones in this their like style where yeah, it pretty early. the CGI was better than the Incredibles, but kind of like Toy Story. A little better than Toy Story 2. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen I've only seen it the one time I was probably like in sophomore year of high school or something. I don't remember it that well. But I do like I, you know I love Albert Brooks, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know why, right? Quiz time. Uh, drive? No. But <laughs> yeah, he's getting that time. He's Hank Scorpio. Oh. <laughs> Simpsons, my all-time favorite Simpsons episode, he's Hank yeah. Scorpio. So I love Albert Brooks, which is, I know, in a movie podcast, this is uh, sacrilege that I don't really, I've only seen one or two of his movies, like live action movies, and I didn't really like them. I know a lot of people love like modern romance and... um What's the other big one that he did? I can't remember. People are always recommending it to me, and I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll give it another chance. He's in Taxi Driver. What is it? Is it called Breakfast in America? Is that the other one? I don't know. These movies aren't Criterion now. At least Modern Romance is for sure. Terms of Endearment. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Private Benjamin, starring Col- Goldie Hawn. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It's funny to me that I've never really connected with his stuff, even though he's like one of my favorite voice actors ever. Yeah. But yeah. So Finding Nemo. That's a, he does have a great voice. He plays a perfect oh yeah. fish voice. Yeah. <laughs> like a dad voice too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. So now I'll give you one that's an actual solid, well, probably good dad. <laughs> and that's Joseph Coop Cooper. From Interstellar, Matthew McConaughey. Is he a good dad, though? By the end, isn't he, though? He basically saves, I guess. He saves the world by, by, through his, he saves humanity by, through his connection to his, his emotional connection but to his daughter. Does his daughter understand that he had to abandon her for 80 years? Well, she spends her whole life rescuing him, basically. So I'd say they have a pretty strong relationship, even though she's super bitter about him. Yeah. And it's because they have such a strong connection, emotional bond. Um, and yeah, by the end of the movie, it is like, yeah, it's it's a super weird, interesting twist on the father-daughter thing because, you know, because the whole time stuff, dilation stuff in the end, he's still like 40 and she's like 85 or whatever at the end of the movie. Yeah. So it's a weird, weird thing. But um and he's trying to keep his promise to her the whole time. Yeah. Of coming back, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a good one just because, yeah, the whole movie is kind of, it's this big sci-fi, hard sci-fi movie, but it's all boils down to, like, the relationship between him and his daughter and how together, separately, but at the same time, they're both working to find each other and 
find a new home for humanity. So does Christopher Nolan? I mean, I, we all know we all know he hates wife women. and women all die, but like I'm trying to think his other movies. If they're uh, any dads, I mean, Inception. He's trying to get back to his kids. I mean, the Batman dads are always good. What Batman dads? Batman's dad. Oh, oh, Thomas Wayne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Batman dads. Harper. I was like, Batman's not a dad. Not in the movies, <laughs> anyways. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Inception. You could oh, say Dunkirk. very lightly. Yeah, I thought about the Dunkirk dad. So there's a like. Yeah, that's a good one. That's Netherlands good one. father. He's like, we have to go. Because it could be our son or someone else's son. What's that guy's name? He's in Bridge of Spies, too. Uh, his name is... That's fine. I always forget it. Something. It's not Mark Rylance, is it? Uh, yes. Yes, it is Mark Rylance. Okay. Um, yeah, that'd be a good pick, too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other Nolan movies. Prestige doesn't really have kids. Tenet doesn't really have kids. Memento. Insomnia. But aren't there kids in Prestige? Doesn't Christian Bale have kids? Maybe he does. I don't remember. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, we all know he likes to kill the wives off. But yeah. yeah. No yeah. ladies That's allowed. So <laughs> um, oh, <man>. <laughs> That's what he says all the time on set. Who? Christian Nolan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. And then all the ladies are like, hello. <laughs> what about us? You are ridiculous. All right, so my next pick is Vincent from Titan, played by Vincent Linden. That's all I got to say about this one. Weird, weird, weird. <laughs> he is such a good father figure in this movie. Well, all right, you explain it first, and then I have a very serious question to ask you about him. Okay, so the whole setup in the movie is that this woman is pretending to be uh this guy's missing son who's been missing for like 20 30 years who may or may not be dead um and this firefighter vincent guy uh decides to just accept it like no this is it i believe you you're my son like it's clear that this person not only is not his son but is also a pregnant woman yes and, but that doesn't matter to him. Does he know that she's also a murderer? I don't know if he does I or not. I can't remember, yeah. I think he realizes she's probably in trouble with something, but yeah. I don't know if he actually knows. So anyway, it's just all about like, he's kind of trying to relive like the lost child he doesn't have, like making her uh, become a firefighter, work at the firehouse. Mm-hmm. And like, he doesn't want to like let her out of his sight and stuff like that. But then it, he kind of like, they form this weird bond, like when he figures out that she is a pregnant woman, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just like, just like puts her shirt down or whatever, and he totally ignores it. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I think they grow like they need each other. It's like the father she never had, and then that's the child that he never had. The father who completely accepts her for who she is, regardless of whether she's who yeah. he wants her to be. Yeah. Uh, but here's the question I have. Did he murder his real son though? <laughs> I don't <laughs> and know. And does that disqualify him as a good dad? I don't know if he 
I feel like it's pretty strongly implied that it's either it's his implied fault. that it's his fault and he knows his kid is dead. Yeah, it's possible maybe and his maybe kid, he would have saved his kid but couldn't. Yeah, it's possible his kid burned alive and he just couldn't accept it, and so he yeah. pretended like the kid was missing. Maybe to help save his marriage. He definitely marriage is involved in his actual son's death. He definitely has guilt about it. Yeah, and whether or not he killed his son, like they could have been playing hide and seek. There was a fire. He could never find him. And then he's like kind of responsible, I guess, yeah. as a firefighter, not being able to save him. But yeah, it's very complicated. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think this movie is so sweet. Like their relationship yeah, it is. is very sweet and emotional, it, even though the whole movie is The context crazy. is incredibly <laughs> bizarre and off-putting and strange. But it, yeah. uh, the actual core of it, yeah, is very sweet. You're right. All right. So for my last one. Do we have a drum roll? <laughs> Sheev Palpatine from Star Wars. <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> he created Anakin Skywalker with midi chlorians. Yeah. And then raised him as his own. You go, man. <laughs> no, that is not my real pick. I just came up with that in the last second. Um <laughs> No, the real one, like the one I wanted to make this list about. Well, it would have been mine too. Yeah. For both of us <laughs> is <gasps> Daniel Hillard, Mrs. Doubtfire, played by Robin Williams. What's Euphigenia? Yeah. Kendall, if you're listening, it's not too late to change your daughter's name to Euphigenia. She's not too old. You could do it. She'll never know. Euphigenia. <laughs> um, uh, where does the name Euphigenia come from? It's like part of a new. Oh, it's like release doubt, fire, something. Anyways, I don't know where the Euphigenia part comes from. <laughs> Euphigenia, doubt, fire. Oh, he's such a great dad. Am he I right? He really is. And I feel like. This is, I mean, it's all about the divorced dads, apparently, to know if you're, it's a really good dad or not, because mm. it's like, I'll do anything for my children, whether they approve or not. <laughs> this is such a great movie because it is an incredible comedy. It's such a funny movie. And Rob Williams gives like, I think probably his career best. Yeah. Um, although, you know, there's, there's plenty of other great Rob Williams movies, but um, he's so funny in this. And also, yeah. It's such a genuinely like touching and clever mm-hmm. movie. But um, yeah, so I mean, the whole thing, obviously, they get divorced at the beginning. It's because he like basically, it's almost like he's too good of a dad <laughs> to the point where he's, yeah, he's he a makes giant a kid. disaster yeah. out of everything because he like lets his kids do crazy yeah. stuff. He has like a petting zoo and DJs and all this <laughs> crap at their house. Um, but then, yeah, he... Uh, uh, Obviously, to get back with his kids, he does whatever it takes. Yeah. In this case. He's got to grow up. Dressing like an old British woman. Yes. <laughs> to <laughs> uh, be the new nanny for his kids. Uh, and while well, meanwhile, sabotaging Pierce Brosnan, who's courting his ex-wife. I feel like Pierce Brosnan's a good dad, too, though. He is. No, he's actually, <laughs> that's a good point. He's, he's not a bad, he's a pretty good um, father figure in yeah. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's like the opposite. That's the point. They're opposites. Yeah, he's like super stable, super responsible, yeah. rich. He might not know. be like as imaginative. No, but, but he's he, solid. He cares a lot about the kids. That's for that's true. I mean, I can never stay mad at Pierce Brosnan. Um, <laughs> he could. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then obviously the whole ending of the movie is like super touching, where he's in court and he's like, "I'll li- I, uh, asking me not to see my kids is like not asking me not to." have air yeah and then uh you know there's the whole thing the very ending not the very ending but close to it the last episode of his show that they show 
as Mrs. Doubtfire, he's talking about like, you know, some people have two mummies or two daddies <laughs> or no mummies and daddies at all. Uh, you know, but it's like all this, yeah, like it doesn't matter who your, your parental figures are as long as they care about you and you yeah. know, treat you right. Um, so yeah, that's such a great movie. And he's, that's a, my all time favorite movie, dad. No question. Yeah. That's probably number one pick. And I feel like Robin Williams probably was a great dad in real life. And I think he's played lots of father figure roles, especially Dead Poet Society. Yeah. He's like, you know, I've still never seen that. You'd probably like it. Yeah. I don't know if it, it might feel a little too like 80s Oscar bait or yeah. something. And it's very white. <laughs> what other dads has he played? I'm trying to think. Isn't Goodwill Hunting? He's kind of a father figure I've never in that. Seen that either. Like, uh, weirdly enough, to Matt Damon. Uh, Jumanji. He's a kid. Yeah. So that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, Jumanji 2. Hook. He has kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's. But a good they're not really that. in the movie. Well, no, they are. He brings them to Neverland. That's like the whole oh, point, right? Yeah. I haven't seen it so long. God, I used to. I watch it like a hundred times. I'm afraid times. to watch yeah. that movie now because, yeah, I was. The, Mrs. Doubtfire and Hook were watched on absolute repeat in the yeah. house. And I, I, people always talk about how terrible Hook is now, and now I'm afraid to go back and watch it's it. It's not terrible. Those people are terrible. <laughs> uh, I've never seen Bicentennial Man, I have. or have I? I, mean, I don't a, remember it being good. That's a, what a Popeye? Weird, weird he has a kid in that, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, what's the baby's name? It's, I don't know. The wife is olive oil. <laughs> And Aladdin, he's just everybody's father figure. Ah, I'll think about about Aladdin and like screaming real loud. So I don't know. Ryan Williams is just the best uh, British babysitter. Nanny. God bless him. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I guess that wraps it up. I mean, we had we had some like kind of runners up ish ones that we took off, and I don't remember who name them. Uh, give me two seconds and I can name them. Yeah. I th- when I was going through movies, I was like, there's a lot of bad dads. <laughs> Here's some other ones we had thought about. Uh, this is super recent. Uh, Wayman Wong from Ev- uh, everything everywhere all at once. He's also uh, a good K. husband. <laughs> yeah. Um, Larry Gopnik from a serious man, another Michael Stuhlbarg. Also not a great dad, <laughs> but a very funny. That's, a that would be in the birds t- yeah. category for sure. <laughs> Uh, I had uh, Mark Day from eighth grade played by Josh Hamilton. I think he was a good dad. Yeah, He's there, just doing his best. That's another one. I remember that came out, I think the same year as Call Me By Your Name. And we're like, man, this is the year of great dads. Dads everywhere. There's like that whole campfire scene when he kind of gives her, it's another like monologue yeah. kind of scene that really changes the course of the movie. Uh, Woody Harrelson, this character in Edge of 17. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, who else did we have? Leon from Leon the Professional, Jean Reno. I haven't seen that in so long, but yeah. And then every, a lot of lists I saw was um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, but I haven't seen it so long. I didn't want to like is, fake is, talk about. It's a it. real shame that we didn't bring. Because <laughs> I'm named after Harper Lee. Yeah, but yeah, it has been such a long time since I've read the book or seen the movie that I didn't want to like go super deep into it. I yeah. mean, we know he has the principles of a good man for sure. <laughs> so he probably has the. Uh, he lets his, his daughter scout and do whatever she wants, kind of. Be yeah. imaginative and creative. Doesn't so. hold her back. Um, also, Doesn't he make her try and wear a dress, though? Yeah, and she doesn't <laughs> want to wear it, I think, yeah. or something. I can't or remember. She's it's like, dressed so as a ham. 
<laughs> uh, I also thought about putting the dad from My Neighbor Totoro on there. I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember the dad. I just remember well, he's how. Very, like, or is Totoro the dad figure? <laughs> no. He's very like, uh, like kind of teaches them about this stuff that they imagine about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of bad dads out there. <laughs> Although debate, is Jack Torrance a good dad or a bad dad? I think he's a good dad who is torn asunder by forces he cannot beat. For not only the overlook, but also alcoholism. Yeah. And I mean, he holds out a really long time against those ghosts. If we're talking about the book, I think he's a great dad. Yeah. He definitely comes book, off better a, in the he's book. He's a much more heroic character who's like fighting against forces that there's no way he can beat. In the movie, yeah. it's pretty, he's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Attempted murder, I uh, guess. It's only attempted, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he does murder. Uh, he murders a few people, right? He, he murders, what's his name? Um, Scatman. Uh, yeah, Scatman Crothers. <laughs> uh, who, did you have any other bad dads? Well, when I was going through like my films, top rate, I was like, nope, that's a bad dad. That's a bad. But now you I'm know, trying to remember. There's one I'm shocked that we didn't include. What? Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. I thought about him. I guess he does. He's a father figure. Yeah. But then also, like, grand, grandpa's a great grandpa. <laughs> is he um, Grandpa. And then, no to a lesser extent, you could say the same thing about Jeff Goldblum in Lost World, too. Like, it's all about his That's true. Daughter. Um, Some people mentioned Hereditary. The you dad. know, I thought about that, but I was like, he's such a, like, non-character in that movie. He's basically just a bystander to everything happening. I would not say he's a good dad. I just saw one. Do you think Song Kang Ho and Parasite is a good dad? You know, I actually thought about that and I wasn't sure. I think so. I think he qualifies though. Nice. Good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he qualifies. Definitely feel the worst for him. He's a better it's dad like, than well, the rich dad. That's for definitely. sure. Definitely. That guy's a jerk. He really is. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is not a good dad in Zodiac. No, no, really not. <laughs> or a good husband. <laughs> no, I love that meme that was going around a little while ago that was like, dude, you were married to the most attractive woman in all of 19, the yeah. 1970s. But, you know, go back and do your little newspaper yeah. puzzles. Puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Rosemary's Baby, bad dad. Ooh, real bad. Real, real bad, bad dad. dad. <laughs> Although, devil, good dad in that movie? Maybe. <laughs> I can see like Satan. He, Mr. Gonna, Satan could be good. It, it takes a, a village. <laughs> it, was, it takes a village of Satanists to yeah. raise that baby. Um, I saw a lot of people mention The Road, but another one I haven't yeah, seen in forever. Man, I actually thought about that too, but I, I didn't include it specifically because we hadn't seen it in so long. Yeah, I, I actually want to rewatch that. And then Leave No Trace is a complicated dad yeah. because i don't know if he's actually a good dad or like holding his daughter back from that's a great movie i would feel yeah. like more people need to see that movie because that's a really good one uh a father-daughter relationship movie too. yeah yeah um yeah and then i kept seeing back to the future listed and i don't know if they meant like that doc is, was a father figure that's really strange yeah i was like i don't know about I don't that. Get that at all or is it crispin glover's a good dad, but I don't is know if he, he is. <laughs> uh, and that's why we got to rewatch it. Yeah. I want to rewatch all three with you. <laughs> well, I'm excited when we do our favorite moms and we can talk about um, Pam Voorhees and stuff. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Best mom ever. <laughs> any, other, any other dads to throw in? 
Home Alone, Bad Dad? <laughs> uh, pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. Aw. Did you hear that? Yeah, hardly <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Those are probably covers a lot. But I was surprised going through. I couldn't find any older movies with dads other than To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, that's true. And maybe it's just because all dads sucked in the 50s. Yeah, when you mentioned that, I was like, surely Hitchcock, one of the Hitchcock movies must have like a dad figure. I guess you could say, um, I can't remember who it is, In the Birds. The main I have no adult idea. guy, because he kind of takes care of all the kids and stuff. Kind yeah. Of, but even that's that's a stretch. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That is sure. There probably are some. They're just these lists are all just like oh Pixar movies. <laughs> um, oh Christmas Story. I like that dad. Yeah, that's a great dad. That's a good one. <laughs> I don't know if he's the best dad, but he's fun and funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like him. He seems like a quintessential fifties dad. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the dad in Tree of Life, not a good dad. Nope. Brad Pitt. Ad Astra, bad dad. Um, Crazy dad. Crazy space dad. <laughs> All right, we're probably getting off yeah, topic now. Way, way <laughs> Make a, a sub mini segment, Crazy Space, space dads. dads. Crazy Space Dads. It's our next episode. <laughs> so Sam Neill Event Horizon probably has children. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy Space Dads. Well, yeah. Interstellar sort of fits in that category a little bit. All right, one more. Jaws. Good dad? Bad dad? <laughs> I think he's a good dad. Roy Schreiter. I think the main Schreiter. reason he's trying to uh, do he's what trying he's to save doing his son. Yeah, to keep yeah. his kids safe. So, yeah, good dad. Good dad. All right. All right. I think that'll do it. We could just go on forever about this. More dads. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for this episode. So we hope you all had a very nice Father's Day. Dads out there. Dad day. Um. Don't forget, you can always see a list of all the movies we talked about on our Letterboxd, and you can follow us on Twitter at Spliced Podcast. Uh, let us know your favorite movie dads, uh, but there's some glaring ones we missed, probably. Um, and oh, like the Poltergeist dad. He's a good dad. Yeah, he's pretty he good. He is. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, fair yeah, I guess he, re- he goes to the to a portal in hell to rescue his daughter or whatever. Yeah. So you can say the same thing about... Uh, insidious patrick wilson dad right he does he goes i mean patrick like a, wilson's probably just good all around yeah he's a good he's dad. not actually good conjuring dad though they no. just leave their kid all the <laughs> time he's got a terrible dad so maybe that. not <laughs> but but insidious definitely yeah uh anyways uh so yeah we'll see or talk to you soon on another episode of splice, splice together, together.